0: Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber. And today we're talking about the future of independent schools and how we can lead in a changing context. We're here with the president of the National Association of Independent Schools, John Chubb, who is also going to be a co-faculty member in an upcoming professional education institute at the Harvard Graduate School of Education on October 15th through the 17th with the same name, the future of independent schools. John Chubb, welcome to the EdCast. Thank you very much. So, John, I guess the question is very much in the title of the institute that you'll be co-teaching coming up, the future of independent schools. And talking about leading in a changing context, could you provide us with a little framework on the context of independent schools and just, in fact, how it is changing?
1: Happy to. Um, the, uh, the, the, The world in which uh, schools operate, uh, whether it's an independent school, a public school, a public charter school, uh, is is changing quite a bit over the last over the over the last uh, decade. Um, competition for all schools is becoming uh, more intense with the development of charter school, uh, with the development of charter school options. Uh, lots of questions are being raised about what the right preparation uh, of students is for the uh, for college and careers. 21st century skills a lot. Um, There's uh, questions being asked about whether a traditional liberal arts education is the uh, correct education uh, in full or in part uh, for what students need to be successful uh, down the road. Uh, There's a a flattening world, so to speak, with more competition and students. New technology, which uh, which raises questions about what's the uh, what's the right role for the classroom? What's the right role for uh, for teachers? What should school uh, What should school uh, look like? Uh, and then uh, there's uh, changing demographics. Uh, this is a uh, a very diverse nation, has been becoming so for a, for a long time. Uh, how do schools serve all children? Uh, affect How do schools serve all children uh, effectively? And then finally, there's uh, the question of, uh, of cost. Uh, there are limits to what taxpayers or tuition-paying uh, parents are able to afford. We've seen escalating costs in the higher education sector, colleges and universities, higher tuitions, rapidly increasing tuitions, some of the same issues uh, pertain in independent schools. And so this conference uh, is, uh, is all about uh, how we can help uh, the leaders of our schools um, work successfully in this uh, rapidly changing environment.
0: Now for those interested in maybe attending this conference, um, give us a little brief overview of what type of person should attend this and kind of what they would what they would hope to learn in these few days.
1: Well, uh, we're hoping that, uh, that the leaders of uh, the leaders of independent schools, uh, many of whom uh, are in schools that are members of the National Association of Independent Schools, uh, we'll see this as an opportunity to be with uh, cutting-edge uh, thinkers uh, and with colleagues from around the country who share uh, an interest in the uh, in the challenge and, and really the opportunities that the world today presents. Uh, I know that many of our many of our school leaders are are, are concerned. They're they're worried that parents uh, are finding it uh, more and more difficult to pay independent school tuitions. They're worried about potentially declining. Enrollments. they're wondering you know what they should be doing with technology to bring their schools uh, up to uh, you know up to, to par for, uh, for this uh, for this year um, but uh, but our, our heads also and our leaders also recognize that this is a time of great opportunity our schools are independent uh, they're not, uh, they're not uh, limited by government policy to what they, they can do so we're hoping that folks who, uh, who, who come, We'll see this as an opportunity to, uh, to share in some of the exciting possibilities for independent schools that, uh, that want to, uh, that, are, that are eager to embrace uh, the world that we're living in now and consider some of the changes that are possible.
0: I think a lot of people have their own sort of opinions on what an independent school is. And it's such a huge spectrum of what an independent school is across the country. And I'm curious uh, if you have a way of describing the sort of diversity of students that are uh, a part of an independent school system. And then how you would describe uh, the type of work that independent schools do and how it sort of differs from other schools. Well, sure. They, I mean, independent
1: schools are a remarkably diverse. Uh, diverse lot. Uh, some people think of them as the uh, as the traditional, you know, boarding schools uh, of New England. But the fact of the matter is, independent schools are all over the all over the country, uh, and in fact, all all over the world. Um, they're distinguished by having an independent board that runs them. Um, some of them, uh, some of them, uh, do fit the, t- the traditional mold, and some of them have higher tuitions. But uh, many of our schools operate with tuitions that are at or below what uh, what public schools are spending. Um, they represent a-, a range of pedagogies. Some are traditional. Some are very progressive. Um, some use uh, traditional methods of instruction. Some use lots of technology. Uh, Some are religious, uh, most are uh, not religious, so it's just a wide range. uh, But what distinguishes them, uh, I think, uh, as a group is that they're driven by specific missions. Uh, They're committed to uh, the development of children in a comprehensive way. They're not just interested in academics, but uh, in the the whole child, uh, so to speak. Uh, And uh, as I said, they they have complete freedom. Uh, subject to what their community is interested in, and in as uh, in, in being as innovative as possible. So, uh, when we look at all of the schools in the country—the public schools, the charter schools, uh, and various types of private schools, including independents—we uh, think that the independent schools have a uh, have a especially great potential uh, to be innovators and, and leaders. Uh, for the benefit of of all education, not just uh, independent schools.
0: John, I think our listeners would really uh, appreciate hearing some of those innovations that you you talk about. Uh, Where are some of the bright spots and some of the things that really get you excited about in terms of innovations and sort of entrepreneurial actions taken by uh, independent schools in this changing context?
1: Well, there's, there are, uh, there are many promising things going on. I I will just, uh, I'll I'll cite, uh, I'll cite two or two or three. Uh, One is that, um, you know, while we're all concerned about what kind of academic preparation students need for the students need for the future, uh, independent schools are especially attentive to the emotional and social uh, development uh, of young people and the ability of young people to uh, to work with, uh, to work with one another. Uh, and, to, um, and to contribute to the world beyond uh, beyond just what their, their college or career would suggest. And I think there's a lot to learn about this. There's a, obviously concern about uh, this generation of young people and their ability to cope with all of the pressures, and I think independent schools are doing some very interesting things in that regard. Um, independent schools uh, are also taking a... Hard look at, uh, at how technology and online learning uh, and uh, various uh, approaches that take advantage of the Internet and technology to change what's happening in the classroom. There's quite a bit uh, of excitement in that area. And The final thing I'll mention is that uh, independent schools are often working in partnership with charter schools and other public schools to, uh, to come up with uh, different approaches to solving common, common problems. Uh, there's obviously uh, no uh, no one has a, uh, a monopoly on great ideas, and uh, and our schools are, are looking to charter schools and other public schools for, for good ideas. And there's a lot of promise in that uh, in that collaboration.
0: John, last question, and this one's about you. Uh, very much a career educator. Uh, all the different work that you've done in higher education and K-12 kind of culminates in this new uh, experience, this job, president of the National Association of Independent Schools. Where do you hope the association is in a few years under your leadership? What, what are you hoping will be your mark and your legacy?
1: Well, uh, NAS uh, is, the, uh, uh, is the association that um, the community uh, most broadly looks to for, for leadership and guidance in the future, uh, as we've discussed and as this institute is all about, the future uh, is an especially challenging one right now. Uh, our vision at NAS is a vibrant community of independent schools. We believe that independent schools can be uh, a thriving sector uh, of, the K-12, uh, of the K-12 educational space. Uh, and our objective, my personal objective as a reasonably new president, uh, is to work with our communities of, uh, community of schools uh, to, help us, uh, to help us secure a place in the future that's one uh, that is uh, characterized by, by growth uh, and innovation.
0: To learn more about the future of independent schools leading in a changing context, you can sign up for the October 15th through the 17th Institute coming up at the Harvard Graduate School of Education to meet John Chubb and various other Harvard Ed School faculty members. John Chubb, thank you so much for appearing on the EdCast today. My pleasure. Thank you. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.